welcome to the Dunkel Index podcast for this Wednesday, May the 5th edition. I'm Ben, and here with me, as always, is my dad, Bob Dunkel. Hey, Ben. I know I've asked you this question before, but I feel compelled to ask it again. Is it time to move the Bucks back up to the top in the East? <laughs> um, I don't know about the top. I think the Nets were firmly in second behind the Sixers, so I think we can put the Bucks in second right now. The fact that the Bucks beat the Sixers two in a row, then beat the Nets two in a row, that doesn't move them to the top. I- no, Sixers weren't full strength yet. Yeah, and neither were the Nets. But I got to say, I'm very impressed with the Bucks' win last night, more so than the win the night before or, or two days before. I mean, because we expected a bounce back, even though the index, we stood uh, firm on our number and we uh, were rewarded with a nice win last night. But my gut told me Brooklyn probably bounces back in that game and they went up six mm-hmm. there in the second half. Uh, but I tell you, Milwaukee's showing a little intestinal fortitude that I don't think we thought they necessarily had. And I probably have to point the finger at the change to Drew Holiday. I think he just makes a world of difference for that team. And we thought he would coming into the season. I think uh, now that we're uh, hitting the stretch run here, just about to hit the playoffs, I think uh, they're being rewarded for their decision to bring him in. I mean, it looks like a huge upgrade over where Bledsoe had that offense going. And, uh, you know, I liked how Holiday was uh, backing down uh, a couple of the smaller guards, taking advantage of his size. He can knock down threes, too. just think he takes a lot of pressure off Giannis and Middleton by adding him into the mix. And I think Milwaukee has now a big three. That's the magic number. Got to have your big three. I think they've got a big three that can compete. Yes, you're right. If you're going to count Middleton and uh, and Holiday. And, you know, Lopez is still really solid, too. Yeah, he is. He is. So uh, they're definitely worthy of being back in the conversation. And, uh, yeah, a good win last night, a good win for the index. Uh, Balanced out the horrible loss of uh, Miami. We got – I'm going to start calling it NBA'd. I mean, we just got (laughs) NBA'd with with Jimmy Bucket's no-show at the end there, I guess – the old uh, illness factor. I, I don't know. It's like the lower and upper body injuries in hockey. You just don't know what the heck's going on. But certainly that altered the outcome of that game. But it is what it is. Uh, we'll look at the positive here with the Milwaukee win and hopefully build on that going into tonight's slate. All right. Well, let's take a look at the first game and we'll start with Washington versus Milwaukee. Wizards 30 and 35 overall. The Bucks 41 and 24 now. And the line in this one is Bucks by four at home. So what do you see from them tonight? Yeah, well, why don't we stay with the Bucks, right? Uh, makes a lot of sense after last night. I mean, the Bucks did everything that you could ask for in sweeping their miniseries against the Nets. They weathered a scoring barrage from Kevin Durant in the first game and then Kyrie Irving in the second game. And they got a pair of MVP caliber performances out of the reigning MVP and Giannis. We know what he can do at the rim, but the fact that he had four three-pointers in back-to-back games for the first time in his career could be a sign of better things to come from the Greek freak. If he keeps that up, they may be the Eastern Conference champs in the end. And Chris Middleton, usual reliable self. 
on the offensive end. And again, I just think the addition of Drew Holiday at point guard gives them a big three that's right up there with anybody's right now. And, you know, they also got really solid contributions from the role players, which you certainly need if you're going to make a championship run. Uh, Dante DiVincenzo, Bobby Portis, Bryn Forbes. I mean, they all made major contributions in those two games. So Mike Boonholzer's got to feel really good about where his team is right now. You know, the Wiz didn't look like they had the recipe for anything other than humble pie at the beginning of the season. Uh, the positive swirl around Russell Westbrook uh, and his addition to the team quickly dissipated in a 5-15 and 15 start. I remember when they were just 5-15. and 15. Uh, But it's now clear that Westbrook was dealing with a quad injury, and now that he's healthy, he's returned to being the triple-double machine that he was in OKC. His most recent was a historic 14-point, 21-rebound, 24-assist effort in their 154-141 win over Indiana on Monday. And he came close to breaking Scott Skiles' uh, assist record, been there forever, uh, with the uh, Orlando Magic back in the early days when he had 30. Uh, But he also had his, his name for a second time next to Wilt as the only players to record triple doubles with over 20 assists and 20 rebounds. So fair to say if Westbrook had been playing like this all season long and had not had that injury, we might be talking about him right now as the lead in the MVP race. Um, And the surge hasn't had, uh, has been really behind what uh, has gotten the whiz vaulted back into playoff contention. Uh, They've won 11 of their last 13 now to move into the 10th spot, and they've got a pretty nice cushion over Toronto in the 11th. So looking uh, like a definite play-in player here, and I tell you, nobody's going to be taking this Wiz team lightly. Uh, If the Bucs are looking for a game to decompress after those two nail biters against a big-time rival, this is not the game for them. Wiz are 14 and 3 against the spread in their last 17 overall, 5 and 1 against the spread in their last 6 as an underdog and 5 and 0 in their last 5 against the spread on the road. We're going to actually go out on a limb here tonight. We think the Wiz are playing so well, catching the Bucks at the right time coming off of those two games. We're actually going to call for a money line upset here. We've got the uh, Wiz straight up, but certainly getting the 7 is a bonus. We like uh, Washington and the points in this one. Okay. All right. I like that call a lot. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, Milwaukee, uh, it's going to be hard to keep up that momentum uh, coming off of those two games. They are only human. And uh, Washington just playing out of its mind right now and has a lot to play for. They definitely don't want to lose ground uh, to Toronto in the race for that last play-in spot. Actually could pass Indiana tonight. Uh, and move up tonight. So with a lot on the line for the Wiz and the Bucks probably feeling maybe a little too good about themselves, this looks like a perfect trap game for the visiting team. It's usually not for the visitor, but mm-hmm. in this case, we'll we'll call it a trap for the visitor. Yeah. Now, did you say uh, you saw the line at seven? Yeah. What would what, you have so it looks, looks like it's moving pretty drastically. I see it at four right now. Ooh. Ooh. All right. Yeah, I'm guessing that probably means Giannis sitting out. Um, 
which makes sense. Uh, he, he was coming back from that ankle sprain. You don't want to push it too much. So uh, jump on it now. Still plenty of cushion there. As I said, we do have the Wizards favored straight up by uh, by two on this one. So if it's dropping, uh, you want to jump on that as soon as possible. Yeah, when I posted this morning, it was at seven. So clearly <laughs> what you said, hopefully everybody plays. I think we already know uh, somebody's not playing tonight. And for that kind of point movement, it's got to be Giannis. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in this crazy season with a lot of uh, unpredictable stuff, I don't think I was more surprised by anything than Scott Brooks winning Coach of the Month uh, for for April. Um, the way the Wizards started out, I mean, it's just crazy how they've turned it around. Totally agree. I remember when they were five and fifteen, and I think you and I said we didn't think Scotty Brooks would make it another week. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Good on the Wiz for hanging in there. You know, they made some nice moves, too. I think bringing in Gafford uh, from the Bulls has has worked out well. He's he's provided uh, some some nice depth in the low post. Um, you know, and um, Alex Len, I, I'm very surprised. Every time I watch Len, he's really bulked up. I mean, he's mm-hmm. pretty decent in the middle, too. So, you know, if you can surround Westbrook and um, – uh, real with some solid uh, contributors, uh, you know, it's a, it's a nice mix. And and Rui Hashimura, who I know we we liked when mm-hmm. he came out of college, I think he's really developing as well. He looks like if if they could get to a big three type of level, he would probably be the third cog. I don't think he's there yet, but I think he's pretty well on his way. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. All right. Well, uh, another surprising team here we'll talk about next is the New York Knicks. They've got uh, the Denver Nuggets tonight. Knicks are 37 and 28 overall this year. The Nuggets are 43 and 22. And uh, Nuggets at home tonight favored by three and a half. So what do you think about this one? Yeah, well, while while we're stopping the presses for a surprise team in the East and the Wizards, uh, let's look at the other big surprise in the East in the New York Knicks. We've taken Coach Tibbs, upstart squad, in a number of occasions this year, and we've rarely been disappointed. They've won 12 of their last 13 to move all the way up to fourth in the Eastern Conference standings. I saw Stephen A. the other day said it's it's New York is the Knicks town. It's not the Nets town. So I'm sure that was a nice little poke in the Nets' eye and maybe overstates it a bit, but not a ton with the way the Knicks are playing right now. And, you know, while Jokic gets much of the attention tonight and certainly always gets it for us when we're talking about player props, uh, and he's probably going to get the biggest chunk of MVP votes, we think, at this point. Look at Julius Randle's numbers. He's averaging 24.2 points, 10.3 rebounds, and 5.9 assists. He shows he belongs right there in the mix of those conversations. And he shows no signs of slowing down as the intensity of the games increases. He's been averaging 31 points per game over the last 11 games. Uh, You know, while the Nuggets playoff future is secure after clinching a top six spot in the West and they are avoiding the dreaded play-in games, um, which I'm sure LeBron envies where Denver is right now, uh, how far they can go is still very much up in the air. You know, the loss of Jamal Murray, as we thought for the season with the ACL tear, was a huge blow. And the injuries just keep on piling up. Uh, DJ Dozier, who's one of Murray's replacements, 
went out on Monday with a right abductor strain. He's been ruled out for tonight. And he joins Monte Morris and Will Barton, who were already out with hamstring injuries. So the injury bug has definitely landed on Denver. But, you know, still the Nuggies have Jokic, and which enabled Michael Malone to piece together a lineup that was able to go 13-3 and three in April, best in the league. I mean, that's pretty impressive given the injuries Denver has had. And a solid defense has definitely helped weather the storm. Denver's up to eighth now in defensive scoring and ninth in defensive three-point field goal percentage. And while those numbers definitely pale in comparison to Coach Tibbs's airtight defense, uh, New York is now number one in scoring as they've been all season long. Uh, it's, Denver's defense should enable the Nuggets to still take advantage of the one Knicks weakness, which is consistent scoring, uh, other than Randall and R.J. Uh, Barrett, I would say. Uh, they really do have a t- uh, hard time finding guys who can contribute on a consistent basis. As a result, New York is 25th in the league in scoring at just 107.4 points per game. It's going to be tough tonight, I think, on the road in Denver. The Knicks are 3-9 and nine against the spread in their last 12 games against the Nuggets. No doubt Denver has a unique home court advantage, even with uh, little or no fans. You still have the altitude to contend with. New York as an East Coast team has not enjoyed much success there in recent history. And the Nuggets are 5-2 and two against the spread in their last seven following a loss, and they are coming off a disappointing game against the Lakers on Monday when they lost even without LeBron in the lineup, 93-89. So we're going to look for Denver. It's a low line. Uh, what has it been, three right three now? And three and a half, three, I see. Three and a half, okay. Uh, so it's gone up a little bit, opened at three. Uh, we like the trend on that one. We we agree. We think Denver bounces back from the loss to the Lakers, takes advantage of the Knicks heading west, and squeaks out a win and covers the three and a half on this one. Give us Denver minus the points. Okay. All right, yeah, Jokic a little banged up at this point. Who isn't? But uh, seemed to have little effect on him on Monday, uh, scoring-wise. So no point in rooting against him. We'll just embrace it. We'll go with him tonight. I like the call. I, I think the wild card is MPJ. I think they're going to need a big game out of Porter Jr. And he's shown that he's up for it. So if they can get a nice game out of him tonight to kind of take some of the load off of Jokic. We know Jokic is going to get his 30 to 35. Um, so if Porter Jr. shows up tonight, I see a good win for Denver. Yeah. And uh, those guys you mentioned, Julius Randle and Jokic, both guys leading their teams in points, rebounds, and assists for the season. So just incredible stuff. Yep. Jokic, not a surprise. Randle, more of a surprise. Uh, definitely, is. I think we called it a long time ago, most improved player. I think he's a lock for mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, yeah, so we're at the player prop segment, and uh, we are not going to go with Jokic tonight. Surprise, surprise. Uh, we're going to go somewhere else, somewhere new tonight. I like it. Um, tell us where we're going to go. I have a feeling we may focus a little on our Sixers tonight. Yes, I think the Sixers are due for a real strong performance tonight. They've you know, been playing well, play, been playing better lately but uh, don't really have a big victory under their belt in recent weeks. So I think tonight against the Rockets, perfect opportunity. Uh, They're favored by 13 points, it looks like right now. 
And uh, one guy who's been playing really well lately is Seth Curry. Furkan's been out, so he's had a little more opportunity recently, and he scored at least 20 points in three of the last four. So his over-under points line tonight is 11.5. So I like uh, Seth Curry going over that tonight. I like it. You know, if Steph Curry is the um, gold-plated investment then the penny stock is Seth Curry, right? I mean, you can't get Steph, even though he covered last night. I think you said he scored 37 and his over-under was 36 and a half. So, I mean, hats off to Steph for being able to get over that. I mean, that that is a huge number. Uh, Seth's number, much more reasonable. And as you said, he's been scoring at a greater clip uh, with Maz out. Uh, they're turning to him more and more to be the guy from outside. I think they need his play to step up in the postseason. If if they're going to go far, they're going to need guys like Seth Curry being major contributors down the stretch. So this is a nice game tonight. I mean, it's on the road. They're laying 15. We do have the Sixers to cover this one. That's a high number. We've been burned on a couple of those high road numbers recently. Although last night, I got to, just as an aside, uh, one of those tough losses. Uh, we had the Cavaliers in the points against the Suns. Suns were laying 13 and a half on the road. Did you see the score, Ben? Did you see how that turned out? No, no. What was it? Uh, it went to overtime. So Cleveland gave them all they could handle. Oh, and then, yeah, yeah. And then Phoenix outscored them by 16 in the overtime. I think it was 20 to 4 in the overtime. So, Uh, They ended up getting the cover. Um, So, you know, these big lines on the road are problematic. But I think uh, the focus on Curry on the offensive end makes a lot of sense. And as we said, he's the penny stock compared to Steph. Getting him at 11, 11 and a half, that seems like a good value. Yeah, he's the Doge coin to the Bitcoin. (laughs) (laughs) Which I still need you to explain that to me. Uh, I I know you're a big fan. I'm still having a hard time getting my arms around it. But we'll invest in the Doge coin tonight. Seth Curry all the way. All right. Sounds good. All right. Well, that does it for uh, basketball picks. Uh, Should we move over to baseball? Let's do it. Yeah, we got a... Double whammy last night. Uh, first, we uh, heard DeGrom wasn't going. We took the Cardinals over the Mets last night. Uh, so we heard DeGrom wasn't going, uh, which certainly reduced the value of that play. But then it got washed out in the end. So there was no blood last night in our baseball pick. Uh, so we'll go back to the diamond, hoping just to get a game in tonight. So, yeah, let's take a look uh, at a team that, think it's been a little bit of a surprise maybe on the disappointing side right now yeah yeah so this one's on espn tonight uh dodgers cubs la 17 and 14 overall chicago's 14 and 16 and for the dodgers walker bueller's going he's one and oh so far for the cubs adbert alzale one and two on the year line on this one is uh, dodgers minus 160 on the road so what do you think about this matchup? Yeah, Bueller, <laughs> Bueller. Yeah, love it when Walker Bueller's on the mound. Never never gets old. Um, you know, following a 13-2 and two start and a pitching staff that has two Cy Young aces in Clayton Kershaw and Trevor Bauer, one more in David Price in the bullpen, and two more who look destined to win one in, in Walker Bueller and Dustin May. 
it seemed like everybody, including myself, was ready to declare the reigning champs this year's champion again. Um, but we're constantly reminded that baseball is a long season. And while 13-2 and two guarantees you a spot in the NFL postseason, all it does in baseball is give you a nice little pat on the back for a good April. And it hasn't just been a soft reminder. Uh, it's been a sledgehammer. Since that start, Dodgers have gone 4-12. and 12. Hard to believe uh, with that lineup and that rotation that they could lose 12 of 16. Uh, but that's where they are following yesterday's doubleheader sweep at the hands of the Cubs. And all of a sudden, that chokehold on the top of the NL West standings has vanished. Dodgers are now uh, in a tie for second with the Padres. And they're just a game and a half now behind the surprising Giants. So never thought the Dodgers would be looking up in those standings this year. But that's where they find themselves right now. And that vaunted pitching staff has definitely taken its lumps as well. Poor Dustin May just went down with ligament damage in his pitching arm. And it's going to require Tommy John surgery. I just do not understand pitching these days. I mean, we limit the innings like anything. I mean, if a guy gets close to 100 pitches, um, you know, he's out of there. And yet with all these pitch limits, we still have guys going down with ligament damage and needing Tommy John surgery. So that's going to end his uh, season. uh, And hopefully he'll be back next year. And then Kershaw just registered the shortest start in his great career yesterday in the first game of the doubleheader. He only lasted an inning Gave up four hits, two walks, and four runs in a seven to nothing loss. So, you know, after overreacting at the start of the season to the Dodgers' play, I'm not going to overreact to their fall. Uh, this is still a loaded team with a championship pedigree. So, doubtless, they're going to bounce back at some point. But right now, they are not a team to take at a high price on the road. Uh, we were awarded yesterday, we had the Cubs both games, and that turned out to be a great call. And it's not like the Cubs don't have a championship pedigree of their own. I mean, they've still got Rizzo and Baez and Bryant, uh, who were the backbone of that championship team back in 2016. And after a slow start, they've begun to pick it up, especially on the offensive end. And they've won four of their last six games. Said the Dodgers' struggles, uh, both at home, but certainly on the road. They're one and five now in their last six road games. And the Cubbies uh, always enjoying the friendly confines of Wrigley Field. They're 6-2 and two in their last eight home games, and they've really enjoyed it against the Dodgers, where they're 6-1 and one in their last seven home against L.A. So we're going to stick with the Cubbies here, even against Bueller. Bueller, uh, we think Chicago can pull this one out at home. We love the price on this one. It's another high price uh, for the Dodgers, and they're just not the team to be spending that kind of money on. So we'll spend it a little more wisely. We'll take the Cubs tonight to pull out another victory on ESPN. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, Cubs uh, at 500 against the run line this year. Dodgers well below that at 13 and 18. So I like this one. Yeah. This is uh, yeah, definitely. If you don't want to take the straight up on this, definitely taking the run line with the Cubbies looks like a strong play as well. All right. Well, that's it for our picks today. Uh, Anything you want to say before we get out of here? Thanks to everybody once again for listening. Uh, 
course, you can go to dunkelindex.com and get all of today's picks uh, for the MLB, NBA, and NHL schedule. Uh, we have our preview for the Wells Fargo PGA tournament this weekend, and we've got a couple nice player prop picks on that one as well. Uh, we'll have our NASCAR preview coming up later this week, and we're down to the semifinals in the FCS, so you'll definitely want to check out our picks for that. <laughs> I do enjoy this springtime football, I must say. Uh, I think the FCS is hit on something. I'm sure they're going to go back to fall football this year, but it is kind of nice having some football going on right now as well. But underscores that there's a lot out there, so definitely come to dunkelindex.com and check out all our numbers before making your wagers. Absolutely. Got somebody calling me right now. <laughs> um, awesome. All right, Ben. Well, let's see uh, see how we do tonight. I think we owe our listeners a big winning night, so hopefully this is it. Great. All right. Yes, we will talk to you guys later this week. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. All right. See ya. See ya.